It's time. Good night, everybody. <laughs> oh, that's done the end. <laughs> well, we we did want to do a short one for a while, so. Well, this could be the shortest one yet. There's not been an awful lot in the news this week, but what has been in the news is pretty interesting. Pretty mildly, yeah. Mixed bag, mixed bag. Everybody, welcome to the Pro Wrestling Roll-Up, a three-man, one-full podcast brought to you by... It's me, Ash. And I'm Russ. I've got to tell you, I'm already a bit kind of zonked working on the... Our, our first actual YouTube video, and it's defeated me. <laughs> it's doing me in. Good. Fair, fair play to everybody who uh, who puts these out and churns these out on a on a regular basis. Honestly, um, yeah. So some of the news, some of the news this week. Then Ash, uh, do you want to take us through first one we got coming up? It's your favourite. It's like. Cody Rhodes and his table spot we'll be talking about from last week's Dynamite. <laughs> the Cody Show. We've got uh, NXT War Games recap. Well, you've got it. Well, I have it, yeah. Yeah, you've got it. <laughs> right, we'll be having news about Matt Cardona and what he's been up to lately. We've got Beth Phoenix leaving NXT. Big Swole leaving AEW. Jeff Hardy leaving the country because WWE sent him home. WWE home videos are finishing. See, I felt like that was a segue, WWE videos leaving, but you you know, you do you, don't let me dictate it, that's, you know, I'm just saying you've ruined it. Put that bloody pen down. <laughs> Sorry, Daryl. <laughs> and we're going to be closing the show with a, a first for us. We've got best for quizness. Well, it is a first, but we did do a question before each show a while back. A while back, I think we we were doing those on was it weekly roll ups? It might have been back into dear, back into dear. Well, that's what we got coming up. So first things first, though, um, the whole Cody situation, which we're going to go straight into. So the rumours were true first and foremost about Andrade and Charlotte. So Andrade being Cody's opponent this past week on Dynamite, um, Andrade and Charlotte really are together no more. Yeah, there was a rumour about a week or so ago, but you never know until it's official, and it's official now. Uh, it's kind of sad, really. I mean, they were, I mean, like, you know, just looking at their Instagram feed, they looked like they was just completely, um, completely, well, just completely in love with each other. Yeah, especially when they kept taking each other's moves. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you, it's, it's sad, really, but um, best of luck to both of them. Um, but yeah, Andrade, narrow miss, should we say, by quite a large mark. Should we, should we break it down? Obviously, everybody's going to have seen this by now. But the Cody Rhodes table spot then from the Dynamite show in Atlanta, which of course was his hometown. First of all, he got booed. As he should. As he- <laughs> um, yeah, so the table spot, what you make of it? Well, we had a table spot where Cody went through the Flemish table and Andrade was nowhere near, but he still lost. Yeah, that one, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was, it'd been good if we didn't notice that Cody's back was already being uh, oh. rub, 
like well, he had stuff like fire retardant stuff on his back before. The... <laughs> he had something on his back. It was oh, I just well, because I, I I don't want to start it off by being super super negative, because the, like somebody putting themselves through a flaming table just in general is a huge sacrifice to make for our entertainment. The problem is with it is it just feels that the whole thing was so underwhelming in the end because it made no sense. Like, and it, like first seeing the fire, okay, yeah, awesome. Fire as well, like a flaming table on national television isn't exactly common. Uh, no, uh, I know WWE lasted it about... 2013, 14, when they did the Whites versus ECW originals, which was like the Tommy Dreamer, yeah, uh, Dudley's. That but was pay per view, though, wasn't yeah, it? But they, they, they did not use it. The whole thing is just, oh, I just don't know because I still don't really know where I stand with the whole Cody turning heel thing. Is he working, everybody? Is he not? I've started to come round to the idea, really, that actually I think that really is the beauty of Cody Rhodes at the moment is that it is keeping you on your feet. My issue with it, though, is that it felt so try-hard for a babyface reaction mm. that it made it all the worse when it botched. Because it was a botch. Oh, yeah. You can't go for a burning table and not, and not have your opponent go for it as well. Cody literally takes the brunt of that table. He takes all of it. He takes all of it. I think like Andrade's knees catch it. Oh, his knees. So that's, he gets pinned by his knees going for a table. <laughs> his knees catch it. But Cody... Full on. I mean, the guy goes like it, basically what happened is that Cody throws Andrade over his over his shoulder. Andrade is supposedly you know going to go face first into the table, but Cody eats all of it, rolls out of the table, covers Andrade while his boot's still on fire. His back as well, wasn't it? His back. Well, I think because he had only a little bit. It wasn't that bad. The table was like melted to him. Yeah. It, do you know what? It was a two K twenty glitch come to real life. <laughs> Literally, what people put themselves through for our entertainment, I, I'm not going to sit here and just absolutely trash on it, but it's just, I, I again, I'm not sure. Like, I, I didn't come away from it feeling like, oh, my God, that was amazing. No. I came away from it feeling so confused. Like, A, why? Why was it even... I don't want to be that guy that's like, why was it necessary? Because it's not really, you know, it's not our place to say that really as fans, but it did feel a bit unnecessary in the sense that Andrade and Cody is not even the feud. Not really. It's not even the feud. Like, no. this whole thing started with Cody and Malachi, and Andrade is just sort of, like, shoehorned in. And it's just not really... I don't think it helped, because Andrade is not a character that the fans necessarily hate, but they don't necessarily, they're don't necessarily they not necessarily really fully behind him either. He's kind of take it or leave it at the moment. No, it, the, the one thing that bothered me is they did a street fight two weeks after doing one on pay-per-view, and it was kind of like, well, no one would do the fire spot in the... Uh, in the, in the, in the one... It's in a circle yeah. when it's street fight. Yeah. Yeah, no one would have taken that, especially if it was... Can you imagine if Jericho did that to fucking... Uh, it's not a case of anybody, like, like... I don't think it's a case that nobody would have taken it. I think nobody took something like that in that match because the match didn't warrant a spot like that. Just like this didn't really warrant a spot like that. Like, this if, feud is not... At a point where it's like, let's set a table up. Because <laughs> when you're trying to break it down, realistically what happened is Brandy returned again since the first time since New York. Which was, what, like two, three weeks ago? 
Uh, it feels like that, but it was longer. Oh, okay. I think it, I, it's at least a month. Uh, to be honest, I don't pay attention to things like that unless they. <laughs> it's, it's just it's just that if it was someone like if it was someone who's been away for like a few months. She has been away for some time, obviously since giving birth. But didn't th- she come back to cost uh, Malachi a match, or was that just my imagination? She was there at that New York one where Malachi still won it with the Black Mist. All right. That really big show that they did Dynamite in in New York, and we had Danielson and Omega open. Was that the same show? Bloody yeah, hell. same one. So that's what I mean. So like it it was a while ago, but anyway, first time we've seen Brandy since then. Well, you she comes go on out. Instagram and she's on her all the time. <laughs> but she comes out, obviously pulls the hood down, very blasé. Yeah, I've got fire liquid. She squirts it all over the table, and essentially what happened was that she lit her husband on fire. Yeah, um, you can get arrested for that. You well, somebody probably should be arrested for you know that. What, you know, as he, it just reminds me of um, I can't remember who it was in a crowd like really early on. When it was during the pandemic era when Cody did the lights out to beat up help uh, to help you up someone with the um, elite. I think it was really early. He just did the um, the lights go out and it's Cody for no reason. But um, this or the. Uh, uh, the barbed wire match within the year what was worse the explosion or the fire well the fire was at least believable when he went through it but then it was just taken away completely by the fact that he goes through it and then gets the pin and I know not everybody's going to be happy about this because like there, there are a lot of there are a lot of people defending it and that's absolutely fine because if you enjoyed it it obviously it's not a problem for you but the thing for me is that, again, like it still puts Cody in such a weird place where like everybody's so desperate for him to turn heel. It feels like he's trying hard to be a face, but he's, he's still doing a lot of things within his matches that are heelish. Like the low blow. Yeah. Like he obviously, so he, he knows, and that's why I think people do feel that he is going to turn heel. And, and I do. I genuinely think he is working people to a degree. However... The table spot still, regardless of whatever story you're trying to tell, was so weird. And and one of the biggest things at the moment, again, that I, I'm not really a fan of Cody for, is his apparent obsession with trying to let everybody know that wrestling isn't real. You know, from his reality show, which you, you know that this is going to be an episode on the new season if they, if they make one, which they're probably, probably going will. to. Yeah. You know that this is going to go into it, but like, like you said, from the moment where he comes out, everybody's just like, "What's that on his back?" Taz even says it on commentary. It's so noticeable. The f- people in the crowd are like, "What the hell is on his back?" Like, and then that's all you're looking at, and then you're yeah. thinking, you know, if you actually, if you, if you know a little bit about film, and you've seen that sort of stuff before, some people c- can call straight away, and they did call it straight away on Twitter. Like that looks like the kind of gel that you put on yourself to protect you, you know, that stuntmen use in yeah, in movies for like, when they're dealing with fire. Remember, um, like when Kane in the first Inferno match, you don't see it until just before he gets put on fire. Basically. Right, exactly, because they didn't keep it on, and that's the thing. By the time he actually went through it, it was useless. Like himself, like Cody himself. <laughs> he's not used. He's good in the ring. He's good in the ring, but I, I think MGF got it wrong. No, CM Punk got it wrong. MGF's not the most uh, least famous Miz, it's Cody. <laughs> no, well, no, Cody wants to be seen at. Well, to be fair, people didn't mind it until they found out about Arn Anderson nearly 
falling off a stage. The Arn, I mean, the Arn thing. You do laugh, but at the same time, yeah, it's, it's just, like, oh god. The, the thing, the good thing was, at least that wasn't a big, you know, drop for him. No, but it, it could have been bad with his neck issues. I know, yeah. And then what else was? The, um, it's funny watching Jose pick him up. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the guy of you having. Got to help you up as someone who's feuding oh, with. Oh man! And I also, what, I I didn't care for the the search hammer. Oh no! I get the shovel. Yeah, the shovel. Just fucking get over it. It's but at the same time though, and this is what we've got to try and remember is that out of everything we could have talked about off the back of dynamite, we've chosen this. So it clearly, I mean, it it's getting everybody talking, and we we have to sit here and acknowledge that. Like, it is getting us talking about it. There's only one it. thing I acknowledge, and it's not AEW. <laughs> it's the tribal chief. <laughs> Look, I, I, I just don't... I, I wasn't a massive fan. I think if done right, and in the right setting, it's like we've been... Well, I say we, mainly me, but it's like like I bang on about the Hell in a Cell stuff. Like, it was, it's a really good concept to, like, end an angle yeah. that built to a point where it's like, oh my God, there is no other way to settle this. It's got to be Hell in a Cell. Not have it at you know exact same point every single year but uh, it just i don't know it just felt really out of place for a, a rivalry that i can't i don't even know how it started um well it was because they they put that tag match didn't they and then yeah but why but then why are they having a street fight because phoenix was injured and coat and pack had to do yeah, but, something but with- why a street fight because they can yeah but that's what i mean like just because you can like it kind of takes away I don't know. I don't know. Guys, let us know your thoughts on it, because I know it's going to be one of those things where there's a a really mixed reaction to it, and you can already see it online, but um, not for me, that one. Not for me. No, nope. I don't uh, care. If he turns heel, don't care. <laughs> He's just go-away heat for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's... it's but that kind of heat's just weird. It is weird, but oh, I don't know, man. I, I I still kind of hold close to my chest that I think he, he's going to turn heel and he's going to do it on Hangman. And I think he'll cost Hangman the title at some point down the road. I don't know when, but that's how I, I envision that it's going to happen. And I know that's not me fantasy booking it, but at the minute like I, I see that as a good opportunity to do it. But I, I don't know, because everybody he's feuding with at the moment are all heels, even though we cheer them. Um, you know, they are heels, so you can't... It's a bit difficult, unless they're going to do a double turn, but you can't really turn heel on a heel, can you? Uh, I mean, I guess you can, but... but do you know any instances where that's happened? I was going to say Brett and Austin, but I don't think... Uh, it's a Austin, double turn. But Austin was cheered. I don't think... And I've always thought... I don't think Austin Stone Cold never turned face. Yeah, but that was the beauty of the Austin turn, was that he didn't change his character when he turned. No, he... He was still exactly the same. Yeah, and even when he went to join Forces of Events, that that was a bit of a change, but... Like, more for comedy, wasn't it? Yeah. We got him, like, singing, playing guitar, and, and all that kind of stuff, but... Which, to be honest, they were pretty fun segments, a lot of them. It's just that the way that sort of went down was a bit... Like, why do that here? <laughs> You know, in his hometown. But then, you know, he could have said the same about Cody. People were like, oh, he's going to turn heel in Atlanta, in his hometown. But I don't know. Is it going to happen on a dynamite? Maybe. That's going to be on dark. 
It's going to be on Dark. It's probably going to be on his reality TV show. Probably. Which, to be fair, if you want to be technical about it, he's already turned heel on it because <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> well, what's the key demographic on that anyway? Oh, man, no one cares about key demos. Well, no one cares. No one, no cared, one should care. No, no one cared about it until AEW's ratings have gone down. Yeah, well, that, but that's it's to fit the narrative, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you got to, you know, when the key demo's down, it's, oh, yeah, but we got the most, it was a bigger audience or vice versa, you know? And obviously everyone compares it to when SmackDown gets, like, a good rating, but that's on a major network. And- major network, and it's uh, still a bigger household name is WWE. Yeah. I'm no fan. I, you know, I make it really clear. I, I do love AEW. I really do. But... It's the same as anything you like. You're not going to like everything in there, and that's not a bad thing. But for those that, that enjoy Cody, fair play to you. For those that don't, yeah, get it. For those that are just booing him because it's jumping on the bandwagon and don't really know why, don't really know what to say to it. But you, can, <laughs> you know, as long as it entertains us, I suppose that is the main thing. But you, we you, can be entertained without people being set on fire. Well, you know, someone online would have just said, I wish he was burned all the way through or something. Oh, yeah, I know, but that's their people. I don't, that, I don't like that kind of thing, no, even if you it's someone help. you don't like, but... I don't know, man. Strange. But, um, so you have finished watching War Games. Yeah, about six hours ago. <laughs> Do you want to talk us through your thoughts on it then and give us a recap of the show? So this, my, my first question, mm-hmm. was this Johnny Gargano's last show with WWE? It's got the, it had the feel. It came out to Rebel Heart. Really? Yeah. He had, he was wearing in for his entrance, like basically a collection of like the takeover outfits. Oh, what? Like all patchwork? Kind of. Yeah. So he had like, the one I recognised was the Iron Man one. I think there was. Oh man. Then they were doing a lot. He did a lot with um, Champa and all the DIY stuff. DIY tag moves were done. And I saw that before the show, they did. Do you remember the glory bombs they used to do? Yeah, they did with Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn and LA Knight walking past. Yeah. War games. Yeah. <laughs> but he has, he has said he'll be on NXT tomorrow night. It's Maybe prob- like a goodbye speech. Well, that's the thing. Also with Kyle O'Reilly, he's also going to be on. NXT, probably for to put over Von Ragnar, but yeah, so the show itself it just felt like a well done or longer version of um, TV. Right. Because not takeovers anymore, no, it's just NXT um, war games. No. It's not just called, it's not called takeover. No. Okay. And it's, but it had like the amount, same amount of matches a takeover would have had, but yeah, it's just not a uh, takeover anymore. It's just long. It was like nearly three hours long, this show. What were the highlights of it? Really, uh, the war, both war games matches were good, but they, they weren't the best ones they've had. But they were mm. still good matches. Um, yeah, the face women's team won. But there was one scary type bump that Cora J did. She did a uh, swanton on the top of the cage, but she looked like she landed on her arm. Or landed really badly, but oh. it was more of a. It, she was fine because they didn't stop it and get out of the match. She just, so maybe it just looked worse than it was. Yeah, it was just the fact that right. it was just the fact that the way she rotated, did she look like she landed awkwardly? But we we got that prediction wrong because we said uh, I think we both said Team Mandy Rose. Yeah, because you got the NXT Women's Champion in. Yeah, and the Tag Champions in. And they get. 
Not that it matters no. anymore, of course, because you are now the crowned uh, champion. Yep. Predictions champion. Winner of the trophy. Prediction champion. Who would have thought about it? Well, I predicted, didn't I? <laughs> oh, man. Um, what an arsehole. <laughs> there, was, there, was one, there was one or two things I didn't like about that one was... I'm pretty sure this happened where Gigi Dolan brought out... Everyone who came in the match brought in weapons. Mm. Gigi Dolan brought in some Kendo sticks, I believe, and she brought in a bag. But I don't know what was in that bag because no one. I don't think it was caught... Or what, caught on camera caught, or... Caught on camera what was in the bag. Uh. But um, it was part of... The, and the crowd were a bit heelish because they were cheering for the heels for most of the... Most of the match. That's not really anything new, though, in no. 2021. Yeah, uh, Corda Jade pinned Josie Jane to win after Josie Jane got powerbombed by Raquel Gonzalez. And hmm. the, another funny thing was, with um, Eoshirai came in and just got battered for like five minutes. <laughs> it's like, God. basically, yeah, it's basically, I'm, I'm in, bang. <laughs> but it was a good match. Um, they can be quite long, can't they? Was it, I'm guessing they were both pretty. Yeah, because it was five minutes for the first two, and then three, every three minutes when someone enters. And yeah, so I mean, it takes like a while before the match even begins. Yeah, um, kind of just filler, really, isn't it? Until everybody kind of does the big spots. Yeah, at the end. It's, it's feel, it, it does feel like it's every like the team that gets the advantage will beat someone up, and then the next person comes in will beat up that team, and then when the next person comes in, they get the advantage again, and then. Yeah, it's just a back and forth, isn't it? But with um, Carl O'Reilly then that you mentioned earlier, so looking like potentially may have been his last match then, do you think? Or? Well, here's the thing. Him and Von Wagner were against Imperium and it, that was probably my match of the night. Okay. Because uh, Fabian Art... Fabian Eichner. Eichner, yeah. Fucking stole the show. Really? It was, it was incredible. And it's like, you watch this guy do the Cruiserweight challenge years ago and go yeah just some guy brought in and lost in the first round but yeah he was doing some amazing stuff like picked up from uh von wagner and who's a big boy yeah and just made it look easy and then did some dives from the outside to the outside just like made it look easy and it's like where's this guy being all this time (laughs) (laughs) sounds like cesaro right because he's bold well no european just that whole like you know, somebody who's not got 24-inch pythons and looks like an absolute jacked... Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying Cesaro's not jacked. Like, he's clearly in good shape, but the guy just is so much stronger than he than he actually looks. He looks strong, but yeah. the guy pulls off some like impressive feats of strength. Yeah, it's just... Like I said, Val Wagner was doing, like, a jump, and then he just catches him, like, in the farmer's carrying. It's like... Oh, my God. And then squats him down. It's like, you were in a Cruiserweight Classic... What, 2017? 16, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was 16. You look at the names in that and go, they sign you you and you. And he's like one of the only ones left as well, actually. Well, Champa. Him, Champa, Gargano, potentially not now, and Alexander. It's probably it, isn't it? But yeah, um, Brian Wagner looked good. They all looked good. And then, yeah, it was just like a really good tag team match, which... I know, like I said, it's not a takeover, but those matches were usually like some tag of the best. matches were always yeah. When they'd open the show as well, they were always top notch. Yeah, and then so Wagner had turns on. Well, Van, they did the. It was a thank you, Carl Chan. Van Wagner was like giving you space. Was about to attack Carl. Carl sees it and attacks him back. And then I, then, hmm. then I read online that oh, it's Carl Riley turned heel. 
I don't see how that's possible because he got attacked. He was going to be attacked. And then he did a promo later on saying, I want Ragnar in a cage match on NXT. And that's going to... That doesn't sound like he's turned heel. No. Okay. But uh, it could be his last match, potentially. In, what, the cage? In a cage, yeah. Wow. That's crazy, man, to think that Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly could be going within, like, weeks of each other. But I, I guess we don't know for definite. No. But, but they've obviously played up the whole Thank You Kyle chant. Yeah, because it's obviously the crowd know. But no, with yeah. the fact this has happened, Adam Cole didn't get this. He just had his match with Kyle at TakeOver early in the year. And then he was gone. Do you think, though, it's because there's been a bit more... Obviously, when Adam Cole had left, it was just before um, this this kind of new era. So, really, before NXT 2.0 kicked into full gear and, you know, no pun intended. Well, yeah, but, I was going to say. You know what I mean? But, like, maybe... Like, now it's a bit more of a realisation. Like, the, the black and gold brand that we all knew and loved is... This is what I said, like, a few weeks ago, man, on, on the show. Like... That's why watching that last takeover would have been really, really bittersweet for me because it's kind of the last time that you're going to watch watch NXT kind of as you knew and loved it because it's just yeah. it's, it is gone now. And it's also with we'll get I, I will talk about I probably will talk about the other matches later on, but the War Games the main event with the men when two two point oh win and that was kind of like going this is the direction we're going in. We said though last week about. You know, Gargano, if it's his last match, he's going out on his back anyway. But, but my, my, my issue with it was that um, I, I didn't see them winning anyway. No. Like the the, the new NXT 2.0 team, really, they did need to win it. Because if you, you know, we might not like it all, but if you're going to go all in with it, you've got to go all in. You make NXT 2.0 what it is now, and you're bringing in all these new guys and it's kind of out with the old, in with the new. You can't have the the older the old guard go over the the new. No. So it, I guess it was a right call. I'm guessing Bron Breaker picks up the, the actual pin on Champa. On Champa. So that's kind of foreshadowing, I guess, for the next NXT yeah. Because well, and they said that there's a New Year's Evil, the first um, NXT of the uh, new year. It's not going to be in day one, is it? Is that just main roster? Main roster for uh, day one. Right. Okay. And uh, and yeah, it's like the. I can't remember the date itself, but it's definitely that. I think it's like the first NXT of the New Year would be New Year's Evil. So yeah. it'd probably be Braun winning the title. I can see it happening. I guess they kind of have to, and it's not like he's not good, is it? Oh no, you can tell. Yeah, you can tell he's a Steiner. Yeah, because he's, like, he does, like I said, he does Scott Steiner's moves, not his, <laughs> his, dad, not his dad's moves. <laughs> We'll soon be able to tell if he's a Steiner if he starts getting out his maths book. Well, they've they've, they've said that in the promo about the maths. <laughs> they called in the big bad booty nephew. The big bad booty nephew. Yeah. So they're not allowed to call him a Steiner, but they, no. they refer to the fact that he's the nephew. Never mind that his dad was a wrestler. Yeah. Does Rick Steiner even exist? I don't think he does. Because but they, they they say this, <laughs> but he he does like the, the barking like his dad did. Wow. And obviously there was a Chucky thing that happened, uh, um, I mean Havoc, which his dad did on WCW. It's just so strange. Like, why don't we just come out with it and just say he's Rick Steiner's son? Well, you could say... Like, like nobody knows. Like, why well, why have we got to try and keep it this weird secret? Because it, it's like um, Von Wagner's Beverly Brothers' son. Yeah, but exactly. But so they, why they, can't they we say it. that? Why can't we just come out with it? Bobby Kellen's son's in um, NXT 2.0, but he's probably not going to get mentioned unless they... 
Is it well, whatever? But yeah, no, it's um, the match itself. So you said that like overall, the War Games matches weren't as good as some from the past. But they were good matches. But they were good matches. And this is Johnny Gargano's first ever War Games match as well. Yeah, it just felt. It did feel weird that that stat. Yeah, everyone looked good again. It's basically what they do on these big matches. Uh, the two point oh team. They did have their good moments. There was no uh, Bron level of um, this is going to be the guy in a few months' time you go, could be a potential, but there's always time. So it's just, uh, that's what I mean, because like, it feels like all the emphasis really is on Bron, really, at the moment. Like He's the guy. Yeah. W- one of them did a diving elbow off the top of the cage into a table and didn't look bad. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> didn't look like it was a bad landing. Actually, one of my favourite moments going back to the women's one, um, Raquel Gonzalez put Dakota Kai fully in a bin and swung her around. <laughs> Wasn't that uh, Io Shirai a couple of years ago that was in the bin? Yeah, but she did a moonsault off was the top. Was it last year and she did the... I think so. She did yeah. a moonsault off the top with a um, bin, a bin on, on her head. head. <laughs> oh, man. Also, it was funny because um, I watched the pre-show only for like the last few minutes. And um, they did a pack. Uh, there was a promo package for the women's match, and Wendy Rose said, "Oh, Dakota Kai's got the most experience in the match." I'm thinking, well, for your team, yeah, because she she was going to be in two, <laughs> going to be in one, but she turned heel on Tegan Knox. That was yeah, and then she was in the last year's one. So, but yeah, she has been in two. <laughs> so, uh, I guess we, I know what they mean, but the way they worded it, it's like. Okay. Because technically, so Candice LeRae has been in every single one, apart from this year's, of course, because she's yeah. pregnant. Because um, I saw Johnny Gargano had uh, he's, he packed his Candice LeRae socks hmm. as his way of saying, like, this is my way of being able to put you in the cage. Sounds wrong, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that was quite sweet. Yeah, I know. I, I, I might check the show out. I might check some bits of it out, but overall... Uh, I don't know. Um, it still kind of feels weird to me, like this whole thing. And well, one of the funnier things was because it was Roderick Strong defending the cruiserweight title against someone who's not cruiserweight. The rumor online was the cruiserweight title was going to be retired, but mm. Strong won. So I don't know what that means. If that means anything, well, it's just a weird thing, isn't it? To just have him go up against someone that. Again, like the cruiserweight title, the cruiserweight title still kind of is—I don't want to say meaningless, but it's just not an important belt. Well, seeing as he was feuding with Odyssey Jones, who's a, like three hundred and fifty pounder. Yeah, it's just—I don't know—it's not taken seriously. If they, if they would call it the open weight title, fair enough. Well, this is what we said last week about maybe you know have it like the X division mm. championship, have something like that that's not necessarily a weight restrictive championship but you get certain types of wrestlers competing for it kind of thing I mean that's the only thing I can think of but if you was going to try and do something like that or you just actually put stock into your cruiserweight division well, and, and make them credible but again that's that's not just cruiserweight uh, division that's across the whole board in WWE There's it's the credibility or lack of but you know if you're going to do that you've got to have credibility same as a women's tag team championships like they're just not not credible at all at this point. No. The 24-7 title is not credible, but it's not really meant to be. It's, it's That one is a joke championship. But at least it's you know it knows what it is. Well, hopefully the TBS title isn't the same. Ah, uh, Well, I mean, I wouldn't have thought it would have been, but... But again, it is weirder than it is early. Um, 
Well, I mean, you say this early, but I think, what is it, January 5th is their first show on TBS? So it is literally yeah. right around the corner. But I mean, like, they're... It could have they could have waited a couple of years. Could they could the TBS title be the TNT title? Uh, well, I don't know. I I like the fact that they're doing it straight away because again, like you know, we can't sort of say about that they're not putting stock into the women's division and then when they do, it's like well that could have waited. You know what I mean? Like I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. We just got to see what they do with it. And Give it Jade Cardhill. I I want Jade to take it. I really do. Hasn't she got uh, Ruby next round? Uh, no, she's got Thunder. Thunder. Ruby Soho's got uh, Nyla Rose. So, yeah. I don't know, though. There's a part of me thinks probably that's going to end up being Ruby and Thunder in the main event. Because it'll be a bit of a callback to their Battle Royal thing from All Out. So, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Back to War Games. So, I know Cameron picked up the win in the hair versus hair match. Yeah. Um... Continuing the trend of the face wins the hair versus hair match. Yeah, but... They kind of did the typical, the heel wants to put the face in the <laughs> chair, but then he gets beaten up. Okay. But it's weird because this guy probably got, like, he had, it was a guy that had, like, little male hair to begin with, so oh, I could have done it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sort of thing I wish they'd have done it, like, you know what we said about for Baron Corbin back in the day? Yeah. Uh, but they just sort of, he just sort of shaved it off himself and then it was on Instagram or. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that was funny was they were saying to Ray Barrett about, do you remember when you got your beard shaved? <laughs> I can't tell you who did it, but you got your beard shaved. I think he thinks like, I think Barrett said something like, oh yeah, that's something I wanted to do anyway. So didn't I? <laughs> oh man. What would you say overall the show then? Enjoyable? Enjoyable, but don't expect to take over level show. If you know what I mean. But it's not a takeover. But so not, I guess. Yeah, but you don't, you, you would, the fact that they put this as a network exclusive, not its own show on TV. I think you have to look at it differently because it's not the same brand. The first three letters might be the same, but everything else about it is different now. So I don't think you can compare it to the old NXT. It's just got to be its own thing. Time will tell with it, but we will just have to sit back and see how it all plays out really. But hopefully a good thing out of it will be that they do make some stars. And then hopefully that means they can stop trying to sign more people where they mess them over and just release them. But yeah, time will tell. We'll see. <laughs> well, speaking of stars, Ash, Matt Cardona. Our friend. Our friend. Our pal. Matt Cardona. Uh, doesn't know who we are. He uh, <laughs> He's made another debut. Yeah, uh, he's NWA. NWA, Hard Times 2. I've not seen the show itself, but the one photo I did see was like 10 people on the hard camera, and that's about it. Uh, what, it's in the audience? In the audience, yeah. Yeah, but it's still, it's a studio audience anyway, they're always going to be. I like that about NWA, I like that it's an oh, old, yeah, like, old it's, school it's, feel. Yeah, it's like the 80s, or like when you watch like um, primaries. Well, day. old school NWA, it's like watching that, isn't it? Yeah. I like it, I, I like that he's kind of popping up everywhere. Because he's still... It's weird, because Impact, he's a face. Is he? Well, he's kind of getting into it with Moose, and Moose is a big heel. And then again, he is feuding with um, Morrissey. Right. So... So, but then obviously, <laughs> GCW is the biggest heel in the Indies. <laughs> it's strange how things work, isn't it? But it is. But like, that side of things. But I, I love watching what he's doing with everything at the moment. Like, this, was the, this is what I think I wanted Zack Ryder to be. Okay. Not someone who obviously shows up everywhere, but 
the guy that's like, no matter what he does, like you're excited to see his every move. Because it was that at one point. He was making that for himself, but obviously within WWE booking and everything else, it kind of you know bogged him down with a, a cheating girlfriend storyline and whatever else. This is kind of like how I wanted him to, to kind of become. Like, like not just the goofy, I make internet videos, but do you know what I mean? Like, he's a star, and he looks like a star everywhere he goes at the moment. I think he's still only just scratching the surface, but I genuinely, I've, I think he's, I think he's great. I don't know if just I should, gushing over Matt Cardona. I don't know if I should say, <laughs> say it now or wait until end of year, but possibly Russell of the Year. Oh, okay. We'll have to probably do a, a little list there, man. No, it's really, really awesome to see him there. But what can you see him doing like a belt collector type thing? I don't see why not. Is it overdone a bit though? Like, I don't know if that's the the kind of thing they're going to go with, but if he's going to kind of move into the title picture with Moose, and again, we're probably not going to see the title come off of Moose anytime soon, but, you know, there's no, there's nothing really stopping him at the moment, other than the GCW situation being what it is with Moxley. Yeah. There's nothing really stopping him when all of that's kind of settled, being in the title picture for all three of those companies at the moment. So for Impact, NWA, NWA and GCW... Just need to get him over onto MLW now. Yeah, I'm thinking now what is left, at least in America. I'm not saying he might do New Japan. I think a New Japan run would be interesting for him, but it's all the travel over there, though, yeah. isn't it? You can't really have like a run, like you can have an appearance, but maybe he might. I think it'd be it'd be an interesting fit for New Japan because he's more like he's yeah he's great in the ropes, but he he's he's more about the character. Yeah, which. I don't know necessarily if that would translate as well as it does here over in the East. Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, maybe it's just that... Because WWE is a big name in, the, in Japan. But obviously New Japan's like the, the name. So there's a possibility that it would be... It would get something. I mean, who would have thought that Darren Young would be in New Japan? Well, yeah. And he's doing great. He is. But I don't know. I don't know. It's cool though to see Cardona doing what he's doing and I'm excited to see what else he does. But I haven't, I need to still catch all of Hard Times 2 because I haven't seen it all yet. But um, it's just been a lot going on. There's actually a lot of rest and I haven't caught up with GCW uh, yet either. So (laughs) there's so much. The weekend went so quick and I've been been so busy. I've not really been able to watch a, a lot of wrestling. Well, AAA had the... Triple Mania, yeah, all the talent got briefed on that as well, didn't they? About because of the cartel situation, which yeah. again, scary stuff. And then um, you had people like Ty, Ty Valkyrie return for AAA. You had Scarborough Doe wrestle in some indie show. Well, yeah, and obviously Blake Christian returned to GCW mm. over the weekend as well. So that's really cool. Yeah, a lot of these guys are thirty days are up. So yeah, that seems quick though. It feels it is like, cool, if, yeah, because especially with the last lot, it was what two weeks, three weeks ago. I know. It feels like it's it's gone super quick, but I suppose that's a good thing, isn't it? They're back in the ring and yeah. carrying on making money. But uh, yeah, well, NXT then, if we was probably go back to NXT now for Beth Phoenix. So she's leaving or announced it. Yeah. You've got a theory. Well, because the Miz and Edge are feuding on Raw and they brought back Maurice, which they, they do, but only when it, they're feuding with like a couple. Well, yeah, so the last one would have been probably Cena and Nikki. Uh, Brian and Bree. Was it Brian and Bree? After. Yeah, because it was 
they did the Mickey and Cena. Then a year later. Yeah, when... it was. So yeah, um, Beth Phoenix is probably going to come out on their edge against Maurice and Miz at day one. That's a really unfair tag team though, isn't it? Between Edge and Beth Phoenix. I think Beth Phoenix would take the Miz. Probably. <laughs> you know, so... Beth Phoenix is a strong woman. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think... I don't fancy Mrs. You know, Johnson. as a real when fight. when she carried Santino Marat? <laughs> yeah. I liked, I liked that pairing. Good odd couple. But yeah, I can see that happening. I think you you might be right. Because there was a... There, but is that a reason to pull her out of NXT completely, though? Maybe she's coming back full time. You never know. Maybe she just... I don't... I don't... Because it was like... At the beginning of the show, they mentioned it about Beth Phoenix last night, but they... I, Never really listened to them saying sort of anything, anything else. Anything about else it. is just like yeah. I don't know about full time. I mean, they're both parents, so I can't imagine that's going to be easy on the schedule if they both did full time. I mean, Edge isn't well, not both because obviously Edge isn't even full time. But I don't, I don't know. I couldn't see maybe Beth doing no. But Edge does does do like the odd TV match. Yeah, he does the odd one, but that's there's a difference between doing the odd TV match and. Going full time, it might literally just be for for one match. Uh, possibly for a for a mixed tag, but then I don't know. I suppose I suppose it depends on how she feels afterwards if they go down that route. Yeah, the amount of times you do you do hear that about I'll oh, be one match and then and then yeah, one turns into two, two to ten. I think for Beth though, it's it'd be good to see her getting in the ring with some of the other women because the, the women's division needs it now. Yeah, and that's weird to say because, like, literally, like a year ago, we were saying about how WWE pound for pound had the best women's division in the world, like in terms of the sheer talent that they had, not maybe the way that they used it, but who they had. Um, they had the best. I mean, in my opinion, they had the best women's division in the world. I'd say it, but they don't. But unless you're like a Charlotte Flair, but this, yeah, but like, and this is across all three brands as well, like Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, Becky. Oscar, Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey at a point. I mean, she was making money. Yeah. You know? Bianca Belair was coming up looking great. Um, Nikki Cross, fantastic in-ring talent. Alexa Bliss turning heads. Yeah. And clearly shows, you know, he was able to... The Fiend stuff might not have been for everybody, but, you know, considering what she what she was, you look at all these different sort of, you know, character arcs she's had, like she makes it work, at least, to the best of her ability. And that's all you can ask for, isn't it? Definitely. Um, Iconics, Natalia, man, like they literally so, so, so many good um, Ruby. Yeah, but that's before we knew AEW would exist. And no, this is even when AEW exists. There's, there's still absolutely no way you look a year ago. Even, even one year ago, I know some of the names have gone by that point, but one year ago, WWE still had the best women's division, in my opinion, in the world. Beth Phoenix, then, in closing on that one, I guess she probably is going to do a mixed tag match with Edge against Miz and Maurice. Yeah, if it was just if it was just Miz doing that promo of Edge on Raw last week, then yeah, that would be fine in its own. But because Maurice was out there, Maurice coming back out. Why, why, why bring her out? Yeah, unless... yeah. So she always comes out when they're yeah. either promoting their series or if they're doing a few with couple. Yeah, it? exactly. No, it makes sense. Well, from one lady leaving a company to another lady leaving a company, it's Big Swole, no longer with AEW. She put out a tweet 
Over the past couple of months, my life has taken on the mantra, grow, learn, change. Dealing with shadow work took strength I didn't know I had. I thank God for my loving family because they got me through some of the roughest moments of my life. But I realised the real test is application. So I took my leap and after speaking with Tony Khan and AEW higher officials, we've decided not to renew my contract with All Elite Wrestling. This was a hard decision, but a needed one. I'm grateful for their understanding and that we could mutually come to this agreement. I've enjoyed my time with AEW and I wish them all the best. I appreciate their love and welcoming me into the family. Today is my last day and as bittersweet as it is, I am proud to say that I've lived my dreams while making a difference. That is swole mentality. What she, I mean, it's obviously it's very sad. She's obviously been dealing with things that people didn't really know much about. No. Nor, nor, would, nor should we or would we. Uh, but yeah, in terms of a legacy in AEW. Well, I said this for a while now. They dropped the ball after she beat Britt in that tooth and nail match. Mm-hmm. When Britt was just becoming that hot heel and then they had that match and then nothing. I mean, that was really kind of the start of it all, wasn't it? Yeah. Her and, and Swole. But again, though, you know, if you look at it through the lens of actually what was probably going on at that time, because we don't know how far back all of this kind of stuff goes, you know, and what, what really a lot of it entails. Maybe that's a reason we, you know, it kind of was dropped afterwards. But uh, I, I, maybe it was meant to go somewhere a bit, well, or, or go go a bit further. But the thing is, even after that match, Brit was still, it still looked like Brit was going to be pegged as the next champ. So why not have her win the match? No, I don't know. But um, didn't, I'm sure Swole won a woman's title in an indie show somewhere not too long ago. Quite recently. Yeah, I think I remember that. I I don't know. I, I don't know what she's going to do. I think in terms of a legacy, she is one of the first women, really one of the first women through the through the door. I, I I would like to see her come back because we, we definitely didn't get to see enough of Big Swole. No. Sometimes I suppose it's not even about a legacy that you leave in a company, is it? Like, what you deal with... At least they didn't go... At least in AEW, they didn't do the, well, you're married to a wrestler, so you shouldn't get this opportunity. Like they do with every other woman that's, that's married to a... or in a relationship with a wrestler in AEW. They did... Uh, they, they have mentioned... I can't remember who it would have been. Probably Britt. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. But it, there has been reference to Cedric. I, I do hate those, though, to be honest. Why does it matter, why does it matter where, who you're with? They're happy together. They're happy together. Well, I do. It's, it's just that kind of stuff actually they would have done. And people, it's sometimes it's just to get that reaction, isn't it? Like, ooh, they went there kind of thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. that's that's what it is. But I don't know. It kind of, I was a bit taken aback because I know Tony Khan said recently, obviously, oh, there's, there's probably going to be some people that aren't renewed and he was honest about it um but it's not that they're not being cut from their contract it's just that the contract won't be renewed yeah it's, you won't get in the online oh, that's all counts for aw because they're getting rid of people well yeah but it's not the, it's not getting rid of them but though when, is it it's it, when it's someone that they're not using or they haven't used a lot of that's fair enough yeah i think that is fair enough and you have to look at there's one of the criticisms for aw is that Obviously, they're going to take on all this talent, and they're going to become just as bad as WWE for not hoarding, but they're just talent after talent, and you're getting all the sort of former WWE guys and whatever else. Then the the criticism was, well, then what's going? You know, you're not making your own stars. It's just taking, you know, blah blah blah. But but how many how many of the 
WWE names that haven't done anything have actually done something in AW. More done more have made more of a name than themselves. I think well you still have to look at it as like look at Ruby then. Ruby's getting so much more time to shine than she ever did in WWE. Yeah. Brian is a tricky one. Brian's on it every week and that's awesome, but Brian was a massive star in WWE anyway. But he was a name before he was in WWE. He was, but WWE definitely, definitely helped propel him to new heights. Yeah. Punk, same same thing. Someone did, I did see, read on one of these wrestling pages that um, someone put they hear that they'd rather have people like Punk and Brian just be special attractions and not being on every week. I think there's some truth to that. Because, like I said before, it felt, it felt like before the Punk and um, Kingston match, it felt like they were just putting Punk on TV just because they could and not having a reason. Was very much like that, yeah. It was like, he's on commentary or he's going to be having a match against a new up-and-comer. But one of the beautiful things at the moment about MJF is that that whole promo and this whole thing he's kind of sticking with about PG Punk and everything, I feel like it really is playing into that now because they're kind of like leaning into this whole, this isn't the same CM Punk at the moment. Like this is really kind of happy, shake everyone's hand, I'm here to help everybody CM Punk, you know? And hopefully this rivalry with MJF, like a long one, might help to actually kind of bring out, because I'd love to see a Punk heel turn. I think it would, and I think it is going to come at some point. But, you know, Punk really is at his best when he's fighting, you know, from below. And he's got yeah. to fight the big kind of authority figures. And he's not really had that yet. No. He's not really had that yet. He's not really been an underdog. It feels like, I don't want to say, is it working yet? Because it's too early. It give is it, way too give, early. and give, you it, have, yeah. give it a year from his debut to talk about it. It's like it's like the same thing with Adam Cole. People aren't having the way he's been booked because he's in been in tag matches and jobbing. But we know that that's gonna it, it is gonna lead somewhere. And we've got a long gap now between you know full gear and revolution. Yeah. Between pay per views, you know, there is a ring there's a long gap. So there's a lot that's got to happen between there to start building up towards that show. But you know, people just gotta be patient, I think, with that sort of thing. But in terms of the the release, well, not they're not releases, but in terms of the contract situation with AEW, I don't think it's the same. If he keeps everybody on the books, again, it's a. If WWE needed to save money and they had to release people, it's still kind of crap because they shouldn't have hired them to begin with. But it is a business decision. Yeah. The WWE thing doesn't make sense because they're already at record high profits. AEW is still essentially a startup company. Yeah. Like I said before, I don't know which how needs much... to make money. Yeah, but how much money are they making? Well, they're going to be making X amount of money, aren't they? And bringing in all the... They're paying a lot of money for guys like Punk and Brian. But then in turn, that should be then generating money for them. And I'm sure it is. But then you've got guys like, say, Janela. Yeah. I, I can't really see Janela re- re-signing. I think he said he probably isn't. But the thing is, Janela doesn't really necessarily need it. Like, I don't no. really feel like Janela fits what AEW is now. But then that doesn't really necessarily matter when you've got... You know, Janela perfectly fits GCW. And he, he's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes people just suit a certain place better. There are some guys that just suit New Japan. Like most of, like, look at Okada, right? Okada probably would be amazing anywhere he goes in the world. But in Japan, he is a god over yeah. there. He's a god. But you bring him, say, like a WWE, he won't be. An AEW, he, 
as much as I think they would want to do right by him, it, he's still not probably going to come across the same way because Kenny didn't. No. We're still we're still looking at a very different Kenny Omega, and he's still great at what he's doing, but he's a very different Kenny Omega still to what you saw in New Japan. Different companies, different, you know, it, it just is what it is. And Big Swole, hopefully, you know, first things first, health always, always comes first. But if she does go back to wrestling, whether it's with AEW or wherever she goes, hopefully it's just somewhere that she can, you know, build a legacy there and just enjoy it, you know? Like, because that's, <laughs> when you actually wrestle yourself, you've got to be able to enjoy it. Like, you've got to enjoy what you do. Oh, definitely. But I don't know, man. I don't know. But the, the contract situation, obviously, Big Swalls is different. But we do wish her all the best, really. But it's it's quite. It's just it's sad though the way it's happened. I think women's Royal Rumble. <laughs> women's Rumble. <laughs> and yet, Brian Cage will probably still stay in AEW. No, I don't know. I I don't know honestly because they're not even really mentioning him anymore. No, it just they tease the whole him and Punk. Maybe teaming up when they was doing the Team Taz. But then that kind of finished really quickly with Team Taz and CM Punk. Yeah. I think he is the WWE guy that WWE will never sign, Brian Cage. He's no, just... well, they wouldn't now, no. probably. But you know WWE did sign? Go on. Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Should I like my segue? Is that breaking news, is it? <laughs> Jeff Hardy has signed. <laughs> I can say, say someone who has re-signed. Hey, Joey Lawler. <laughs> <laughs> what a hot upcoming talent. Jeff Hardy then, Ash, come on. Uh, uh, well. Oh, you called it. You called it. You, you wanted to say it. You Come on, get it off your chest. So at a live event in Corpus Christi, Texas, if I'm correct. I I, it's one of those names I've always seen, and I'm sure it's that place. Fair play for giving it a go. Um, was it? I think it was Drew and Jeff against... Now, if I'm going by storyline... Roman and Usos? Was it? Roman's in the ring for this. Was it a six-pound? I'm sure... I've seen some bits of the video. I still need to... Like, I've not watched all of this yet, because this was coming... This was pretty close to us recording. Right, because I... So I've not had a good chance to look at it all properly yet. All I've seen was he was in a tag match and Drew was there. And yeah, Jeff just didn't look right, and he's collapsed on the floor. Not bad... yeah, like so. Apparently, fans that were there in attendance are saying that his in his entrance he didn't seem himself, seemed quite sluggish, seemed quite sluggish throughout the match. And yeah, drop into the floor, didn't it's, uh, collapse. Probably isn't the right word, but he just fell, like mm. just dropped, and then like rolled out and never come back out for the rest of the match. I think is is what's happened, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, WWE sent him home. So there's no official word from Stanford yet. I mean, if it was. Well, obviously, we, we're going to go into speculation mode, aren't yeah, we? If it, and it, it's horrible, but if he has failed a test, we probably won't know for a while. Ugh. If he has, if it was just the fact he was tired, why do they put him out? because well, this is my well, hang, yeah. But hang on, if it was just the fact that he was tired uh, and they wouldn't put him out, but obviously, if if it is to do with alcohol or anything else, why did they still put him out? Well, it reminds me of. This would have happened a few years ago now. Alexa, not Alexa, Alicia Fox. Yeah, with Arn Anderson. Yeah. And that That's how of... he led to his release. Yeah. So someone... So I think someone is going to be in a lot of trouble. Um, also, it, it kind of reminds me of the the famous moment with Sting. <sighs> a bit, but again, until there's official word, it's re- like I kind of half don't want to be like, oh, Jeff, and he's 
blown it again. Do you know what I mean? Because it's not officially confirmed that it was, like I say, like it was anything to do with that. But it just feels weird, doesn't it? You were saying earlier about every time... Every time they do a Hardy's documentary or something to do with Jeff, a few weeks later, he gets it done. Literally. Any time there's something about, yeah, I've turned my life around, and then it's... Jeff, man, I don't know. I really, really hope it's not. Like, I really hope it's not. But if it is, how many chances can one person get? Is there anybody else in wrestling that's had as many chances? Like, publicly, that that, that have been made public? Not this way, because I know Vince always says about Warrior and how many chances he gave him. Oh, but that's not even anywhere close. It's not the same thing, I know. It's always the same. It always goes back to the same sort of story, and it's so sad. And hopefully it's not. And... You say hopefully it's not, but then if it's not, then maybe something's actually wrong with him, and you I don't, you don't want that either. It's just a really it's a really tricky thing to kind of talk about at the moment without any kind of yeah, factual evidence there. By but, the time we finish doing this, and my time it might be out, and we had the story, and it's not as bad as we all think. But well, mate, well, it was bad enough for them to send him home. Yeah, and that doesn't happen. No, and Arn, I mean Alicia Fox going out and she was drunk. And Arn Anderson got fired for that. You know, that never really... Like, Alicia Fox being drunk never really made no, the, headlines, no, did it? Was, it? it was like... It only came out long after Arn had gone. It wasn't like it was straight away. But then again... And the same sort... I know it's slightly different, but F- Fit Finley got into trouble. I think that time... If I'm put, I might have got two different stories and I'm meshing them together. But didn't Finley get into trouble for allowing... Jericho to stick the flag up his nose. What in Brazil? In Brazil, I don't remember that, but I know I might have got two different stories together there. Because, but the one I'm I, sure there was something like I know that. Gold uh, Goldust when he was an agent, he let the Miz interfere in the national anthem in the US, and he also got in trouble for um, primetime players really kidding. Well, not kidding, but hurting a. Uh, wrestler on SmackDown. Nah, oh, man. It's, it's tricky because I think on a, on the one hand, they should be responsible enough to say, no, you're not fit enough well, to go out. Do you know who I reckon it might be? That was the agent of that event. Who? Hurricane. Because him and Jeff possibly have a connection together. I know I know it was the Raw show where Hurricane was doing the... Oh, man, I don't know. The whole I hate to think. I hate to think. No, I know. Well, it's the whole the whole story is just a bit bizarre, to be honest. But I think we just are going to have to wait until more comes out. But regardless, I don't think it's going to be good news. Probably not. It can't be. There's, there's, you know, there's no either. Jeff's actually unwell and was unwell and had to be sent home, which which sucks. And it sucks even more so because of his history. People are immediately jumping then to the whole, well, he, he must, you know, he's back on drink then. Well, if he... Or he actually is then back on drink. And it's like, well, again, it still sucks because it's. Guy literally can't turn it around. Because if it is drug related, does he still go. Does he go back to the 90 day? Would it be a 90 day? Would it be a 30 day, 60 day, whatever it was? But again, but that, that's another chance then, isn't it? Yeah. You're still giving someone another chance. Like. At what point is is enough enough? But then I suppose it's difficult because if you take Jeff out of wrestling, and that's what I don't want to say it's his life, but like in terms of career, it's it's what he knows, it's what he does. 
I know he's like I know he's a musician as well, and he, he likes art and everything. But wrestling is is his ultimate art form. Yeah. If you take that away from somebody and he doesn't have that catharsis, then you know actually are you more likely to then jump off the rails? It's tricky. It's tricky to really know. We won't know until obviously the news comes out. No. Hopefully, like yeah, hopefully it's it's something different, but. Regardless, it's not even. It's always a horrible. Like I am only the only reason it's it, it makes headlines without any context is because of his past. Yeah, and that's what feels so so crap about it because you don't want to jump on it. I just want the guy to be okay. Like he's he's literally one of those that we can genuinely look back on and be like, that was a childhood hero. Yeah, you don't want bad things happening to him. But no. and it's, it also comes after a really good performance in the Survivor Series match. Yeah. Oh, man. I hope he's okay. I really do. Have we got any positive news today? I know. We're the, well, this is why we've got to end it with a quiz. <laughs> well, it's not... That this, to be honest, this is one of the worst pieces of news of all. The uh, the announcement that WWE Home Video is... Is it? It's done. Yeah. I'm, to be honest... Wow. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't done it earlier. Because of the network, yeah, I think I don't know. I think I think I'm not sure if it's just America or if it's all around the world. But I think it's all around the world. I think there's um, I think what I read was that Survivor Series will be the last event released yeah. on home video. But then there's a Drew McIntyre, I guess maybe like a documentary. I'm not sure if that well, is it documentary. Is it best matches? Basically, something like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a special for him. Yeah, but I think that's going to be also released on home video. But yeah, man, Silver Vision. Well, it wasn't Silver Vision for a long time. They got rid of it, didn't they? I know, but just it, it's just those old logos, isn't it? WWE or WWF home visit video that you'd see on the really old ones, mm. you know, the old Summer Slams and Royal Rumbles and stuff. Yeah. It's it's mental. I mean, they obviously aren't making the money from it anymore. They can't be because network is just st- streaming is just the, the way forwards now. I mean, look at Disney Plus. Yeah, you know when you wanted to go out and buy Disney Blu-rays. It was a, they were a lot of money, you know. A HMV for all of us UKers out here, you know, you go in there and it was like two for twenty five pound. You get in the deal for some of them, yeah. But now, for example, I took a load of Disney films in to CEX, of course, big up that UK CEX life, and uh, I took them in there, and I'm not even joking. I was, it was like most of them were a penny. Well, the old uh, Disney stuff. Disney Blu-rays too. Really? Yeah. On penny, Blu-ray? A penny. Hmm. Most were a penny. Because Disney Plus, most people stream now. It's the most convenient way. You save space. And it's just all there, isn't it? I'm actually going to look that up to so see what the... It will be, yeah, most, they, they give most now for a penny. And Blu-rays, I think as a whole, the whole, the value of them is just not as big as it used to be. Because it's all about streaming. So, yeah, they it's sad, but I suppose it is just a product of the times, that, isn't it, really? Yeah, I've just gone on CEX and, like, Frozen, Cash, 1p. Yeah. Force Awakens, 1p. Toy Story 3, 1p. Avengers, 10p. Because they sell them for... And yet... Pretty cheap now. I saw... Potential spoiler for a potential episode. <laughs> Raw 10th Anniversary DVD, £3 on CEX. <laughs> and have you bought that, have you? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even... Before the network, I can't even tell you the last Blu-ray or DVD I bought. That was WWE. It might have been... You know what it might have been? Because I was buying a lot at the time. Goldberg. 
Really? Don't yeah. let Jay hear you say that. Uh, it was either that or the Paul Heyman documentary. It might have been or Sting. I can't remember which one it was. But those are the last three I remember buying because it made. I used to buy a lot, but there was a time when I only had like one. Yeah, I didn't have many. I had a lot. I had quite a few videos. I had quite a lot oh, of yeah. DVDs, but I was sort of building the Blu-ray collection. I, again, just sold a load of them a long time ago because of the network. Yeah, I, I had a, like two bags full of CX. <laughs> there, was a, there was a lot. I had the two. Tri- I think I had like two or three trips because I had so many Blu-rays and DVDs. Literally, it'll be interesting though if they're going to stop making them completely now. Like how that might affect some of the prices for some of the physical coppers. Because there is still some stuff that you can only get on DVD, VHS. Some of them not even Blu-ray. Some are literally just DVD. Because they're not on the network at all. Yeah, I don't know if you saw this, but Slammiversary, this year's Slammiversary, they were releasing on VHS. I've de- I have seen that there's a VHS special for it. Because I know AEW does all of their pay-per-views still now on, on DVD as well, they're yeah. releasing them. So, did we get them over here? Because I've never, I'm really fair, I've never been HMV to see if there are any. You can order them, but I don't know what the region issue is. Because mm. obviously we'd be region two, so I don't know if they're compatible with all regions or if it is just that it's an American one. But yeah, not that I would buy them now at this point. Because again, like I pay for them on fight and then you've got them forever. Yeah. So again, like I've not really got a need for it. But one of those things, I suppose, it's streaming is what it is. It's easier for everybody now. And again, if you're going to say WWE's got to save money somewhere, that's one of those things that actually does make sense. If they're not really selling them anymore, then do you know what I mean? Yeah. Push, and it also pushes people to get the network. Maybe a bit more. Possibly. Maybe. Because like, like we said, there's some of the old DVDs you probably won't get anymore. That won't be on a network. Yeah. But even, then you even, kind of have to go out hunting for them Yeah, even, even like the, um, the Divas shoot. DVDs used to sell, or like, or like, like, oh god, or like the um, like you did the, I know like the raw hundred greatest moments is on the network. You know, probably one or two of them. It's like some of the older like document, well, I say documentary stuff, but you had like um, because Stone Cold said so, Rey Mysterio six one nine, like the first yeah. one they I, made. I had a rock video <laughs> in two thousand one where it was basically him talking about like his feuds in two thousand two thousand one. Wow. But this is, and it, was showing, and it also had like the making of Scorpion King and other stuff he was doing at the time. I wish they would put that sort of stuff on the network. Yeah. Again, it would just increase, you know, bulk up the value of, of having the network in the first place. But go out and get a DVD, I suppose, or just get out your VHS player. If they still work. If they still work. Yeah, they probably do. Right, Ash, you might have won the uh, predictions war this year. Yeah. But I'll tell you what you won't win, you little bitch. Little bitch. You won't beat me at this quiz. I bet I do. I bet you don't. Well, that's that argument done. <laughs> Just bring it, Jabroni. We, to make sure you're fair, we're, <laughs> we're going to bring in Natasha. There's no bias there. Oh, so I had to do the impression again, do I? <laughs> There's no bias, so we're going to bring in my girlfriend to oversee the... <laughs> You haven't got a Beth Phoenix to come at me either, so... Well, no, Jay's not here. (laughs) (laughs) I actually don't know any of these questions or what's coming up, but here are the rules for Best for Quizness. Christ. We've got buzzers. Ash, if you want to press your buzzer now. (laughs) (laughs) That's your buzzer. 
And here's mine. That's my buzzer. So, it's going to be first come, first served. One of us is going to get to answer the question, but it's going to be first on the buzzer. If we get it wrong, the question automatically passes to the next person. Right. Which basically will be you, because I will always hit the buzzer before you, even if I don't know it. (laughs) And whoever's got the most points at the end is going to get the title of um, Big Daddy. And then he loses John Haysacks. Um, yeah. There Br- you go. British humour. There's, there's something for some old school British wrestling fans for you. So, Natasha, come on down. Just here, please. I need this chair. We're having some trouble with the chair. Right. I have arrived. Yeah, make sure you can't make sure we can't see the questions. Yeah, no, we don't want to see the questions. I think you're both too blind to see these. I made them very small. It's not very nice. <laughs> right. Fingers on buzzers. That's your job, isn't it, really? I actually did all these questions myself. You've done them all yourself. <laughs> yeah. Bloody hell. How do we know that you're gonna know the right answers? Because exactly. I Googled the answers. <laughs> so are we allowed to Google the answers? Absolutely not. Thank God it ain't Wikipedia questions. <laughs> First episode where you haven't got Wikipedia out either. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Are you sure? Okay. Are you both Stop happy? looking at the question. <laughs> I'm not. I'm waiting for you to talk louder. Question one. Who succeeded in Raw's 15th anniversary Legends Battle Royale? <laughs> Ashley. Mother... Ted DiBiase. Incorrect. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> You're shit, mate. Russ, it's up to you. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to take a guess, right? I'm going to go... What was it, 15th anniversary? Raw's 15th anniversary. There's no legends. time limit here, is there? Mm, I don't think so. It better be. <laughs> um, 15th anniversary. How, when, what year would that have been? I'm not telling you. <laughs> Fucking just answer the question. Was it... Oh no! Don't say Iron Sheik. Don't say Iron Sheik. Because you it just wasn't... said Iron Sheik. No, I've said don't That's say Iron Sheik. That's not my answer. Yeah. So my my first answer is don't say Iron Sheik, which is correct because <laughs> it wasn't Iron Sheik. I don't know why I'm thinking it, but and I know it wasn't Jake the Snake Roberts. No. Who was it then? It was IRS. You both lose. Oh <laughs> no! Well, actually, it wasn't IRS, was it? <laughs> no, technically he won, but he but Toby Rossi came out and paid him. Ah, so, so technically, technically I'm right, I won. But that. Technically, I'm wrong. So I, yeah, but I won it. <sighs> Next question. Okay, question two. Who were the three important guest referees at Cyber Sunday 2008? Wait, so this was a select... Oh, you bitch. <laughs> Ashley. Um, how are we getting this wrong with another one? JBL? No. <sighs> ah, wait, do I need... We need to name all three? Yeah. So these would have been the selections, not... Because only one would have been selected yeah, on Cyber been Sunday. Selected. So we've got a name... You want us to name the, all three of the selections? Who were the three important guest referees at Cyber Sunday 2008? I never heard it that way. I thought it would be special referee. But... Special referee, yeah. Okay. Um... Or special referee, whatever you want to say. Cyber Sunday 2008. I don't remember what the show was. Um... <laughs> 2008. No, he was gone. <laughs> I was going to say Shane McMahon, but he wasn't there. In... He wasn't there in 08, was he? 
Uh, no, he left. Bef- no, he, he, left he, he was. Yeah, he, he was. Left. He was there. He was there. He was in there. Yeah, because he was. I'm going to say Shane McMahon was one of them. No. No. Okay. Well, that's. Okay. Can I do this again? There is three people here, so we'll let that happen, even though you pressed your buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so whoever gets one gets the point. Go. Steve Austin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a mo- change the rules on me. You can't oh, just change master. the rules. Oh, my God. It's over the top rope, here. but it's through the middle rope. Well, if okay. you can get one, then I'm getting this next one. Question three. Hang on, who was the other two? Yeah. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Randy Orton. I was going to say Shawn Michaels. I actually was going to say Shawn Michaels. Because <laughs> I, I, like I said, I wasn't sure if that was that one of 2007 with JBL. Question three. What was the first <laughs> AEW match without a live audience? Ooh. That's a good one, actually. <laughs> so this is just after you said earlier on about um, Cody yeah. when he came up with the spotlight. First AEW match without an audience. This isn't going to be an answer, but can I ask if it's a single attack? You can't just do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not going to answer it? Because I actually would like to know. It's tags. It's a tag. Oh, you've heard me buzzer, haven't you? I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just, I just wanted to get in. Just guess um, anyone. I think it was... See, saying tag is difficult because it could have been a two-man... Eight man, a hundred man. You know what AEW's like. Yeah. I'm gonna say no. Don't give me a clue. I don't. Not a hundred man. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I am gonna say. You run out of time here. No, we're not on time limits. We've established this. Long time. (laughs) No, I'm stalling. You can edit this. (laughs) 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 Young bucks. No. No. Are you? Ashley, over to you. I would say, bitch. <laughs> Kenny and Hangman. No. <laughs> Wait, do I get another one? If you want. Thanks. <laughs> I'm gonna say <laughs> Jurassic Express. No. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um. Mitchell Bros. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Versus best friends. Yeah. Half a point, mate. Half a point. By the way, who's counting? <laughs> well, you've got one and a half. You've got half. I've got half. Okay. So. Question four. What was the first stipulation match at Daly's Place? Are we going by the very first show that was done there? The first stipulation match. Uh, if it's going to go by the first show that took place in Daly's Place, then that would have been... Um, Fighter Fest in 2019, which would have been that weird, that weird death match between Nakazawa and the um, CEO. Well, I don't. No, I don't was, it was called a death was... match, though, was it? But it was, it was like a hardcore match. Full, Fool's Cat Anywhere. No DQ. No holds barred. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That's what it was. It was the Fool's Cat Anywhere street fight. I'm having yeah. that. I'm taking that. Yeah, taking that I to the bank. That. Who did? Who did say it was in the match? Well, not, does not no, say. it's just the name of the match. It was Nakazawa because that was the opening yeah, belt, I, wasn't yeah, it? I thought that was like years ago. Well, it was 2019, but that was the very first show in, in Daily Place. Daily's Place, wow. Because yeah. I remember first seeing it, like, oh, that's a really different looking sort of venue. But yeah, obviously, then you get used to seeing it like <laughs> for, yeah. a, for a year. But okay, one and a half Question each. Question five. One and a half each. We're gonna Who was the winner of the first ever WrestleMania match in 1985? 
I'm in your head. <laughs> I'm in your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't even know what the question was. <laughs> Tito Santana. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well done, Ashley. Okay. okay, question six. Which former ECW tag team champion originally started out as ring crew? Ah, shit, I know this one. <laughs> is it Michael Ritwreck? It is. Oh. Well done. Yay. <laughs> what are you on now? Is that three? Three and a half? Three and a half. Yeah, what are you on? One and a half. Mm. This is a bullshit system. Okay, question seven. All Out was sold out online in how many minutes? Stock on my buzzer, you prick. My, I think, I Do you even know what the answer is? No, I can't is. remember. <laughs> I think it was 18 minutes. No. Damn it. Two minutes. No. It's the first ever All, all Out or yeah. All In? All Out. All First ever All Out. So it goes back to me? Yeah. 30 minutes? No. Can you give us higher or lower? Slower than 30. Slower than 30. <laughs> slower than 30. So, slower. Is it, is it a it's residential area? Right. <laughs> 20's plenty. <laughs> 20? Lower. Lower. So it's lower. Mm. Mm. 12. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> Has anyone said 15 yet? Yeah, it's 15. Oh, it's <laughs> bitch. No. Why? Shit, mate. <laughs> it's not. I'm not going to win now, am I? What question are we on? So, right. Yeah, so I've got no chance of winning it. Oh, you still. You might get a couple points. Okay. I'm, ju- I'm just playing for dignity now, really, more yeah. than anything, aren't I? Okay, number eight. <laughs> That's already gone. <laughs> Where did the 2016 Royal Rumble take place? Um, I thought this would be easy. <laughs> I don't know what 2017 was. I don't know. What t- <laughs> Where was 17? <laughs> No, Actually. you can't press it because you don't know it. Get your hands off the buzzer. That's what you keep doing. <laughs> I'm allowed to. <laughs> I don't even know. I know it's wrong. I give him a chance. Philadelphia. No. Mm, that's annoying because that was going to be You get mine. a bonus point if you can say the the, play, the actual name of the... What, the actual the city? Not just, well, isn't that the what, city Isn't that what the answer's got to be? No. <laughs> like where it was held. Like I forgot the give name you a, of the... I forgot to give you a door number. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I was going to say Philadelphia. Yeah, 16 is Roman's one, isn't it? So, uh, not Roman's one. Um, it's AJ's debut. Yeah, so it's when no, Triple, H, Triple H wins it. Chicago? No. Okay. Um, Tennessee? No. Somewhere in New York? No. <laughs> um, Florida? Yes. Oh. Can you name the name of the place? Tampa. No, like, you know, like, Daly's place. Oh, the, you want the building? Yeah. What, the building? Well, like, building? No. What more do you bloody if want? If you want an extra point, then no, you can. No, because I'm winning. It doesn't need an extra point, does it? It doesn't need an extra you point. You get an extra point. Right. Was it, was you it, say was, the name of the building. Was it one of these stupid ones where it's, like, named after, like, Pepsi Cola or something like that? Yeah, because loads of buildings no. have changed their names as well now, and they've it's all got weird ones. It's not Pepsi Cola. Was it an AT&T? No. no that's Texas. Uh, where in Florida was it? Was it was it Tampa? Orlando. Orlando. What's the? Oh no, I don't know. <laughs> no. It's the Amway Center. Uh. Question nine. What was the main event of WrestleMania twelve? <laughs> yeah. 
Suck it, you. <laughs> go on. No, you got to get it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant God. He's got us. Anyway. Mania 12. Shit, my mind's gone blank. Was that Bam Bam Bigelow? No, it wasn't. 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 Michael's Brett Iron Man. No. Yes. <laughs> oh, why did I say it? Dickhead. You're a shit. Say, that was 11. <laughs> no question. No. <laughs> I've just give. I don't even care anymore. It's a dumb quiz. That's so rude. <laughs> Number ten. This game sucks. What is Kyrie Sane's real name? Are you taking a piss? <laughs> I don't know. Jim Cornette. <laughs> You're right. You win. Yes. <laughs> don't you not know it? Do I actually... You asked me that like I would know it. And I don't. <laughs> Whose real name is John Cena? John Cena Jr. <laughs> They're okay, both right. nice. This is going to be the final test of who can slap down quicker. Ready? What is Kane's real name? <laughs> I was wiping my eyes. <laughs> when I asked you the other night what Kane's real name was... <laughs> You said it was Steve Boardman. <laughs> I didn't say that. Oh, it was, it was something like that. Steve Boardman is. I asked you. Cyclist. <laughs> I yeah. don't know who that is. The big red machine on his bloody. Oh no, that's Chris Boardman. <laughs> oh, it's Chris Boardman. <laughs> There's a Steve. The cyclist. There's a Steve Boardman. I'm sure it's a cyclist. But right. It's a Steve Boardman. Is it like Sting? Steve Boardman, yeah. Yeah. Is it Boardman or Boardman? Boardman. I don't know. Boardman. Okay, what is Leo Leo Rush's real name? I quit. (laughs) (laughs) That would be an easy one. (laughs) You're both shit in it. He didn't press his buzzer. Exactly. I didn't. I quit. (laughs) Is that his name? No. Oh, Oh, he pressed it. Is it Lionel Green? Is it Lionel Green? It is Lionel Green, isn't it? It is Lionel Green, yeah. So I've lost, <sighs> I've lost count now. Who's one? But I think me. It was Ashley. I think it was a. It was fixed from the start. I think the questions are very good, actually. I'm not gonna look. I know better than to question the quiz master, so I won't do that. But I do want to make it very clear that Just I getting think you warmed up for tomorrow. I think that Vince screwed Brett. And I think this is one of those situations. If I that think... might be one of the questions, who screwed who? That would have been easier. <laughs> I don't know. It depends who you ask this day yeah. and age. Well, Ash, I suppose it is undisputed that you have won 2021. Yeah. Only thing I've done well in this year. <laughs> oh, mate. Well, that was, uh, I think that's probably time to call it a day. What would you give my quiz out of 10? Fuck all. <laughs> I'd give it half a point. Oh, thanks, guys. Brett Hart will give it four out of ten. <laughs> Brett's not impressed by your quiz. I suppose now is a good time to thank everybody for listening to this show. At least we've ended it on a bit of a high. All of our news was yeah. absolutely somber. <laughs> yeah. Week. Well, we started with Cody. You had to finish off the best you can. Yeah, maybe that was our problem. We started with Cody, but. You know, it's basically the gimmick now, just to keep ragging on him, which means he's worked us too. Yeah, because 
the funny thing is, if he's not on Dynamite or whatever next week, we'll be saying he wasn't on. He wasn't on TV. I know, and then we'll have to talk about the fact that he wasn't on TV. So now we're always going to talk about Cody. The man's a genius. Got a love hate relationship. He's uh, he is what he is. Anyways, uh... Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Ash, send him home. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> We hope you've enjoyed the episode, guys, genuinely. And if you have, please make sure to like, follow, subscribe, whatever the lingo may be, on any of the platforms that you do listen to us on. If you're on Apple Podcasts, then do please leave us a five-star review. Um, But aside from that, what more can we do than to wish you a really good day and a good week and until we catch you next time? Hopefully have a better week next week with news. Hopefully we will. And and a better, better quiz. (laughs) <laughs> better quiz and one ho- thing we will definitely talk about next week because it's now believe it or not 12 years since the passing of Umaga yeah that just weirdly feels like it's why we I know we said that we've had so much bad news no I know but, but uh, you know this is I think it'll be a nice thing to look back at his career and it'd be nice although it was cut short it was you know Umaga was great man I loved Umaga yeah. we'd be probably talking about his match with Cena and oh yeah his feud with Triple H and Shawn Michaels at the DX time. And three minute warning. Three minute warning. We'll go through the whole lot next week on the Pro Wrestling Roll Up. Until then, guys, I've been Russ. I've been Ash. See you later. We know the quiz. <laughs> I'm going to. Wow, wow, wow. at the quiz. Wow, wow, wow. Win at the quiz. I'm going to shit in your pillow. Three men, three men. I did it. I did it for the people, for the people.